Welcome back to the Limbo Project. I'm your host, Karis Nanikin, and I am excited for this episode because today we're launching a brand new topic called relationships. And to initiate our new topic, we have Jamshid Azimov. I've known Jamshid since my first year at college. He's now married to one of my best friends and college roommate, Taryn. I've been blessed to see their relationship grow through being friends to engaged and now married and having their first son. Um, Jamshid has a really good perspective about how he moved through those transitions and that's why I'm excited to have him launch this topic. So hi Jamshid, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited for this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me Karis. I'm excited as well. So as a little fly-by overview, can you tell me about your relationship with Taryn? Yeah, definitely. Um, trying to make it as quick as possible. Um, so basically, we both met um, at a high school Christmas gala. Um, she was lost, and um, I showed her uh, the way, and um, <laughs> she thought I was, I was giving her a f- high five, and, um, and I wasn't. <laughs> of course I didn't run with it and she was embarrassed and didn't want to see me for the rest of the night um, but I ended up asking her to dance anyways and she didn't, she didn't say no um, well she could but she chose not to because she's just very kind um, so so we danced that night and uh, for, uh, <laughs> I was smitten by her and then uh, my family and I so after that night, um, we started talking, and a long story short, uh, her family decided that they were going to go back to uh, their uh, home country. Um, so that was, I thought that was that. Came to the U.S., and um, I got, uh, I touched base with her again, and um, we started being friends again, and um, and uh, time that I told her that I liked her, uh, she uh, went uh, overseas again for over a year. Um, so that was that stage one year of um, us being intentional friends. That's what we called it because the long distance just never works. Um, and after she came back, um, I was in college my sophomore year and um, she started her freshman year of college. It would be way too long to explain how that happened, but it just, let's just say it happened and we were both in the same uh, university t- together somehow. Um, and after one year of dating, we uh, got engaged. And then after a year after that, we got married and um, we um, had a baby. So, yeah. <laughs> their baby, their little baby, Job is one of the cutest babies I've ever seen. <laughs> that well, is. So as well, so. <laughs> Your love story is one of my favorite ones that God has ever written. Mm. Um, so we have, we can ask you all the questions in the world with the amount of transitions you and Taryn have been through. But for the mm. sake of this podcast, we just um, narrowed them down to three with a closing question. So to start us off, out of all those transitions, what was the hardest stage of limbo in your relationship with Taryn? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, Every transition has been has had its own difficulty, um, so it's it's hard to choose which one, particularly. Um, I'd say the one, two of the hardest ones have been us um, going from being intentional friends to um, starting dating, and then the other would be um, 
from being engaged to actually being married together. Um, but I'll, I'll go with the, um, from, from intentional friends to dating, because I think uh, that one's, uh, that, that might be a little bit more helpful uh, to people out there. Um, so when we were uh, intentional friends, uh, which is what we called um, long distance relationship, um, we uh, obviously were not together in person. So that meant uh, having to be creative and, um, and we probably asked each other um, more questions than we ever did in uh, almost all of our uh, stages of a relationship, which is crazy. Um, so that was a blessing. Um, but at the same time, when we were back together in person, it was very different because um, we were in person. That's what we were looking forward to uh, when we were intentional friends um, or long distance. Um, so when we started uh, university together, um, it was uh, a lot of sacrifice that we had to make in uh, knowing how um, to communicate differently, knowing how um, to deal with, you know, things like jealousy, like I had to learn, um, you know, because now uh, all of a sudden, you know, she was around, you know, uh, other people and, um, and she didn't want to, uh, she didn't want my friends to uh, be her only friend. So of course she wanted to find her own friends, which uh, was great, but obviously I was, you know, selfish. Um, and, you know, that was, that was hard for me to, you know, um, give her that space. So there was a lot of, you know, growth and learning um, in that. That is a whole load in just intentional friends. So when you say intentional friends, what exactly would you define that as? Yes, I'm glad you asked that because that is a, um, a phrase or a term that I coined myself. Um, <laughs> it was a way to uh, describe our long distance uh, friendship without um, really uh, putting pressure on one another, but mostly because uh, Taryn was um, going overseas that year in order to uh, serve um, the uh, Syrian refugee um, community and and really give that year to um, to God um, for her to uh, for him to uh, really use her and um, so she she wanted to be a servant that year and I didn't want to um, I didn't I didn't really want uh, to put myself um, in a place where um, she she would be distracted by anything um, from what God had planned for her um, so me calling intentional friends was my way of saying, Hey, I'm waiting for you for a year. Um, and I'm here for you. And, um, I can't wait to hear all the things that God is going to put you through. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be, uh, a distraction, um, in this season of your life. Um, especially being long distance and, um, and yeah, the, all the pressure that comes, uh, with that, um, I've experienced uh, beforehand, so I, I knew that that wasn't going to be uh, the healthiest relationship if we um, called it dating while being uh, away um, in such a short time. That is a brilliant term. I feel like a lot of people should coin it from you, take it from you. I, I think so as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been through a lot of transitions together, and 
my next question would be, what helped you prepare while you were in limbo for that next stage? Yeah. Um, so I think a season, the season of us, the stage of us being intentional friends and, um, and dating, um, that definitely helped us to um, be uh, better um, when we were engaged and, and we were married. Um, and some things that have helped us was uh, knowing each other's love languages. Um, we, I've never actually read um, from beginning to end the book, uh, I believe called Five Languages, but um, just figuring out what uh, each other's love languages were and uh, what they weren't really helped um, us both, um, but me especially to figure out what were, uh, what was a priority um, in our lives. And, um, uh, and we have so much time, we don't realize it, but we have so much time that we spend with one another. And, and often I think that time spent is uh, not very strategic um, or we just, uh, we think that spending time together automatically um, uh, brings us closer together when in reality you're just kind of wasting time together if mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah. uh, so it, it was figuring out what were some of the times what were some of those times that were going to really uh help us grow in the areas that we were weak at um you know with communication and um with uh you know loving one another in, in times of difficulty and being there and encouraging one another. I really like what you said about knowing each other's love languages, but knowing what they were and weren't, because oftentimes um, we have these people that we love, but we don't know what makes them tick or what fuels them or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really helpful to know, because as people, we don't really change our love languages that often. Um, so that's extremely helpful. So knowing you and Taryn both now as individuals and together, my third question would be, what helped you both learn how to transition being two separate human beings? So I know that Taryn is not identical to you and she transitions in a different way than you do. So how did you both walk into a season of transition together? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, like you said, Karis, everyone transitions differently. Um, so again, really, it's, uh, um, it's a process of uh, being observant um, and um, helping, uh, you know, for uh, that significant other transition well and, and really being observant what helps you to transition as well. Um, so I would say uh, finding commonalities was uh, one thing and then also knowing uh, differences as well. Um, uh, and although we both grew up um, as being TCKs, meaning third culture kids, um, and that means uh, when you grow up, uh, when your parents grow up, you know, uh, decide to move to a foreign country, and you grow up in that um, country with a culture that is foreign to, to you, but then it becomes so familiar, um, uh, and at the same time, you bring the culture of your uh, home country with you so you have these two cultures that clash but at the same time uh, fuse together making this third um, culture um, and uh, ergo um, third culture kid so um, so that was great having that commonality um, uh, within us but 
at the same time, I can tell you that my sister and I uh, grew up completely different and we both transitioned very differently and so did um, Taryn and her brother. Um, so surely, um, you know, we, we transitioned differently together. So it was uh, a lot of um, observation and communication um, and really uh, some of the things that help, helped me was um, in times of peak um, anxiety, peak stress, peak um, just overwhelming um, things that go through your mind, um, things that you have to do. Um, it was really recognizing those peaks um, and before, um, before it, uh, it blew up, um, you know, me recognizing that and um, realizing that I can either um, uh, add into that um, overwhelming state that, you know, she was in, uh, state that she was in, or I can help her to um, take, you know, take those, some of those pieces down and really uh, look at them um, and put them, put them, put them on a map and really see, okay, we were here, but now we are here and we're going towards here. Um, so figuring out one by one, taking a step at a time. Um, and that took a lot of, uh, you know, uh, times where, you know, I did add into that, you know, her overwhelming and anxious state and, you know, uh, you know, many times that we did have, you know, just uh, times of, you know, crisis and, you know, um, when, when, you know, uh, conversations blew up. So, um, so we learned that and, and we're still, we still are learning how to um, best, you know, transition um, in those, uh, in those uh, stages. It's incredible to see how you both have the opportunity to be each other's perspectives and how you, I lo love your analogy and how you said you put the things in her mind on a map so she's able to see that. And mm -hmm. the theme of selflessness that you're mentioning in all of your answers and it's really just as a Christian term, dying to self or um, just putting someone before you, it seems like. So that's extremely helpful to hear and to prepare for. Um, so as a closing question, Jamshid, what advice do you wish that you got during transitions that you were going through with Taryn? That's a great question. <laughs> I have a lot, obviously, um, but I'll, I'll try to narrow it down. I think uh, one thing that I would tell myself if I went back was would be um, keep a tight community of people around you, no matter what stage of um, relationship you're in. Um, so if, if you're in uh, high school, then uh, make sure that you have um, people that you can go to in times of, um, uh, in difficult times where, you know, you will need to talk to someone. Um, if it's in college, you know, uh, the same thing, make sure that your friends are there. And, um, and because in, in times of transition, it will be that there uh, probably are um, the hardest times to reach to someone because right. um, during those times where uh, most likely you're not the only one transitioning. So uh, you would um, tell yourself that, oh, probably I don't want to call, um, you know, Matt or, or Joseph. I don't want to call uh, this person because he's probably going through uh, the same things or um, I just don't want to add into that and um, I want to keep it to myself. So 
uh, keep a tight community is what I would say. And don't feel um, bad to uh, reach out to people and, and really process things together. That, because uh, I know that God put us in a community for a reason. Um, and communication goes without saying. Um, always communicate. Um, and, but also know when uh, to give space and uh, take things slow because uh, I am someone that likes to uh, hash it out right away when, when there's an argument. When, um, but Taryn is, uh, she needs a little bit of space and she needs to process things. And um, so I try, I try my best to give her that um, time to process, to know, um, to figure out what she wants to say and how, she, how she's feeling. Uh, where, whereas, uh, you know, I, I want to figure out my feelings on the go. Right. And I don't want to um, go at them at that uh, instant. So just communicating and, and being a student, really, um, because re a relationship is a combination of two complex beings together, um, ultimately being one uh, when, when you're married, right? Um, so you're constantly... Um, growing together so tomorrow we're going to be different versions of ourselves which means that not only do I have to um, learn about myself but I also have to keep learning about uh, my spouse as well and keep growing together um, and knowing how to love each other um, better every single day yeah so community communication those are really good ones yeah and as just a five the wall question for your relationship what's one thing in your relationship with Taryn that a tradition that you have that keeps it fun throughout all your transitions um, that can make it easier or run smoother or just lighten it <laughs> yeah um, let's see I think um, we're very good at <laughs> maybe uh, this might not be uh, I don't know the best thing that we do or um, the healthiest, I'm not sure, but um, we like to uh, just escape, <laughs> I think, from uh, certain situations. Yeah. Um, so in times when we're going through transition and uh, we are, you know, we just went through, you know, this big kind of overwhelming conversation of um, just figuring things out, um, you know, after that kind of peak and just after we climbed that mountain, um, in our, of our lives, we like to um, just take a pause from everything and, um, and escape to nature, escape to, um, you know, coffee shop, uh, whatever it is that, you know, uh, you, you both enjoy uh, doing together, um, you know, playing something. So figuring out what are some of those escapes that you, ha um, that you can do together uh, where you can just... Uh, hopefully rest and, and also process um, what you just went through and look back and reflect. That's so creative. That's a really great answer. I would love to see a little insight into what kind of ideas you guys have. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Jamshid. Thank you for your wisdom and your perspective. And it's amazing to see how you and Taryn have been through so much in so many different places yet. Um, that can be used, the hard times can be used to help other people in theirs. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Karis. <laughs>